Hola, and Jesus welcome to Christ. A Star Trek to Steer Her By, a star podcast. <laughs> a star cast. A star cast. Oh, we should call it a star cast. Oh, no. Welcome to A Star Cast Star to Trek. To Steer Her By. <laughs> a star cast. We are your hosts. My name is Jake. This is Chris. This is Ames. And this is Caitlin. Welcome back, Caitlin. You know, you cannot say this is always Caitlin again, because last time... It, it was Liz. It wasn't Caitlin. But I'm always Caitlin. You are always Caitlin. And we're happy to have you back. Glad um, to be back. Anyway, so today on the show, we're going to be talking about two Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. Season 2, episode 19. Oh, what episode are we? We're 78. 78. Woo! There you go. That's what we needed. Season 2, episode 19, Manhunt. Uh, Manhunt. I mean, really, we got we got wedding bells in the air this week, don't we? <laughs> wedding um, bells in the air. Yeah, we got something in the Who air. Who threw them? <laughs> uh, well, evidently, it was, uh, it was Worf and Loxana Troy, independently of each other. So, yeah, so... I Pulaski was going to get in on it, too, but she didn't. Well... She was like, really? Your mo- your father was human and your mother was Betazoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, like, looked at Worf like, oh, you're So, in Manhunt, we're on our way to the planet Pacifica, also known as Paxun. <laughs> 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 Purveyors of fine basketball shorts. I feel like I used to buy hoodies from there. They had all kinds of like urban streetwear stuff. So anyway, we're on our way to Pacifica to a conference. We have to beam up some fishmen that just heavy breathers. That's really all there is to that, these guys. And they eat some kind of fish in a tub. They beam up and they're like catatonic because they don't like to space travel. They get space sick. So they're going to be catatonic for the whole trip, except not. And then we find out that there's a Federation shuttle approaching, and the shuttle hails them, and there's, there's a guy, and he's like, I'm going to do my job. And then this this woman barges in, and it's Luxana Troy and her stupid black eyes. And she's and she's all, you know, she's got a hunger. Hung- she's hungry like the wolf. <laughs> yeah, she's looking for a little uh, Picard's chrome dome. Man meat. So, um... So she beams over, and indeed, she's all reading Picard's mind and talking, telling everybody about his uh, his thoughts about the fistin and everything. And uh, and then uh, we go about the episode. It turns out that she's uh, going through menopause, which for Beta Z women basically means they're major horn dogs, and uh, she quadruples their sex drive or more. Mm. You didn't tell me that. I didn't want to scare you. Or <laughs> what she said. And uh, she's um. So basically, the whole episode is Picard trying not to fist Loaxana Troy, not or not to get fisted by Loaxana <laughs> Troy. Honestly, there's some humorous moments, but for Mr. The, Holm is great. But for the most part, it's uh, pretty goddamn tedious. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we go into Dixon Hill World on the holodeck for a bit, and that's uneventful. Yeah, and not even interesting either. No. And then, uh, to, and then the big twist in the last thirty seconds of the episode, Jesus. the Unearned. the Fishman yep. delegates were assassins the entire time because they're they're 
cloaks were lined with explosives. That no one noticed. No one noticed. Well, because, because they're difficult to detect yeah, with the transporter. Almost impossible to detect. With um, the transporter. Except then they looked for it and found it. Well, you know, it's just not one of the st- things they st- scan for. Okay, but I'm just saying, I would think that any kind of explosive would be the kind of thing you would want to yeah. be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Transport. That. And Pulaski scanned them, you know, every which way but loose. Well, she was scanning their intestines and stuff to make sure they had eaten a full meal. <laughs> of fish heads. Oh, yeah, they're full of fish poop. They've eaten. Yeah, they didn't, uh, she didn't have her tricorder set to bomb-sniffing dog. Wow, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, that's, um, that's what every starship needs. A, just a, a wee dog in a little uniform. With a triceratops head. Yes. Sure. End, end, end of the day, Picard does not marry Lox on a Troy. Shockingly. Neither does Wesley, Worf, <laughs> Jordy, Riker, or the holodeck she guy. She didn't ask Data. Data might be able to actually please I mean, her. That's true. Oh my god! I mean, he's a machine. He's that's what that's really when Data was like, "Well, Captain, perhaps I should stay and entertain our guests longer." Mm-hmm. That's what he was talking. He was talking about. about giving her the D. Data's like, "I'll do, I'll do Picard a solid by doing locks on a Troy a solid." A solid. <laughs> People are walking by, like, "Why is there jackhammering coming from that room?" <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of that shithole. Next Except episode, locks on a Troy. Oh no. Um. The next episode we'll be talking about is the emissary. The Enterprise is going about their business, and and a, they find a, a torpedo or some some sort. It's a probe. Probe, and they open it up, and there's a sexy lady in it. I mean, Starfleet sent them at the probe. Well, yeah. Um, in, a con- in a confusing, as Starfleet usually does, manner. We're not yeah. telling you shit. Pick it up. We're Vulcans now. Admiral out. Well, speaking of, we're Vulcans now. We're Vulcans now is now Klingons, as Salar <laughs> is now Kalar. True. They didn't even change her name that much. No, they changed the first letter, basically. I didn't basically. even catch that shit. Um, That's wonderful. So Salar from uh, Schizoid Man has... Uh, has Who is also The hot. same actress, we should say, is uh, now... She wasn't great in Schizoid Man. I like she her She wasn't great, though. but she was still sexy. She is now playing Kalar, an old flame of one young wharf. She's only half... Klingon, only the parts that matter. Yeah, and the other um, and the other half of her is fucking run fast away. Like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. If there's a good joke for not Klingon, but so uh, we find out, of course, that Klingons have been. They're basically there's a sleeper ship of Klingons from years past on the Tong. On the Tong. With an unnecessary apostrophe, I'm sure. Oh, well, certainly. Uh, um, actually, there's an apostrophe the, between every letter <laughs> and at the end of the G. The t- oh. <clears throat> Uh, Jake, are you having a stroke? Yes. So the uh, so they're from the Tong, <laughs> and had a um, and the Tong is uh, it's a sleeper ship that Ew. was sent on a mission to blow up Federation ships, and now they've woken up, or they're going to wake up soon. And Kalar is basically there. She's a special emissary from Klingon, and she's like, "Hey, listen, we got to find these Klingons. We got to give them the old Vulcan hello and get the fuck out." And Picard's like, "Oh, that's not acceptable. We have to try to reason with them." And she's like, "You can't reason with Klingons. They're fucking assholes. I should know. I'm one of them." Half. And then you're um, not going to like me when I'm angry. So like anyway, uh, there's a lot of sexual tension. Worf. Uh, Troy sensed the tension. Dude, true. Troy was the tension. I wanted the two of them to <laughs> fucking get down to mm. Bone Town so bad. But anyways, there's clearly been some past relationship with Worf. He's not too happy about it. He's going all Worfy about it. She just she just wants to get a, get her bang on. They eventually do, and then Worf takes that the wrong way, and she's like, I just wanted to get fucked. And Worf is like, well, we're married now, so... <laughs> 
She's like, no, Worf, I don't want to marry you. And then the uh, they they finally the way they solve their problem with the Klingons is Worf and Kalar dress in Klingon outfits and tell the Klingons a big lie that Worf is the captain of the Enterprise and that you know they need to stand down and they do and then they leave and uh, they have a touching moment in the transporter room. Touching, and, uh, literally. And then they uh, they go their separate ways. But no hand sniffing this time. No hand sniffing. Also, it's good to know that Klingons don't bluff. Apparently mm. just the same way that Vulcans don't lie. That's true. Well, I mean, I, I, we'll get to the proper episode in a second, but Kalar is only half Klingon. And Worf was mostly raised by humans. And? Yeah. So they can, you know, So break. they can bluff and lie. Spock, and, yeah. Spock is, is half human. Yeah, but we have, we've seen full Vulcans. Vulcans just lie. Yeah, Vulcans are big. Well, big, then, fat but liars. then the argument is, it's not even it's not even a necessary argument. It's probably just that Klingons lie about not bluffing. Klingons and bluff about not bluffing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so let's start with Manhunt to get through this piece of shit. Yeah, Manhunt. Uh, Fuck. Man. Like nothing happened. My major question was, why put this in a sci-fi show? This why? could be any fucking show. <laughs> My major question was just why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's a good question too. <laughs> like they could have just wanted to. followed up by God, why? They could have just not made this episode and used the money they saved to make something other than Shades of Grey. They could have not made this episode. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and made a better one. Yeah, this was Tracy Torme's last uh, episode in the series. What a shame and to go a, out on. He used a pseudonym because he was protesting all the script script revisions. What's a Tracy? T- he was one of the writers. What else did he write? Oh, a bunch, a bunch of shit. Of Good or bad? Like the original Dixon Hill episode, among other things. Uh, he was one of the. He was one of the. So he writers. likes to slide his Dixon, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, really, this is. Um, yeah, I don't know what this was. It, I mean, it was, it was clearly a, an attempt to be comedy. But Boy, did they I'm think. sorry, it was comedy? I mean, it was funny. It was supposed to be, Mr. you know? Mr. Holm was funny. I love him. Yeah, he's fine. Who? The tall lurch. Oh, yeah, the fucking... When he, when he downs the, the Romulan ale. ale. Romulan ale. Yeah. And, and also anything left in their glasses when they've left. That's so weird. What's wrong? Is she not feeding him? What? <laughs> he's, just, he's a drunk. Also, why doesn't she just fuck him? I bet she does. He's probably hung like a fucking something with a big dick. Tapir. That's <laughs> straight. He's got three legs. <laughs> uh, well, apparently he thinks a lot of uh, nasty thoughts. I don't trust a word that woman says. And the thing is, I do. Like, I think she might be onto something because I, I can only imagine that, like, that there are remnants of these thoughts in Picard. I don't think she's a liar. I think she may be embellishing, but I think either the thoughts were put there, maybe, or or she's found them. Because she found him in in Riker, she found him in Picard. She she found Riker thoughts. Yeah. When did when did that when he was gonna marry her? Oh. Ooh. I mean, the thing is, I believe maybe Riker because he is just wants you to know, fuck horny everyone. As He's hell. like oh, over four times as horny. eh? Mm. he was really into that. Yeah. yeah, he liked that a lot. But I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I just genuinely think Picard's not into her, man. I mean, I don't know. Not I think wanting Picard's... to marry her isn't the same as not being into her. But yeah. I also just think, I don't know, she's just so... Major Barrett. But she's you can just also... so too much, and he's reserved as fuck. Yeah, but... You can also not be into someone and still have the invasive thought of, I'd like to bang them. I guess. Right? They like, are attractive. Happens. Her yeah. breasts are really like, showing I, a lot I, in that dress. I wonder if she shaves, you know? That kind of thought. 
Well, Jake, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to let you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wonder what her Sorry, butthole Ames. smells like. I wonder if her. I wonder if all her eyes are black. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, that bitch fucks. She probably gets her butthole bleached. Yeah, probably. Let's be real. Why was Jake only laughing at his own jokes? <laughs> that was a good joke. Because he's the only one on this fucking show that's funny. <laughs> whoa, whoa. He's very happy I to mean, have being, his audience being back. Being fair, I, mm-hmm. I include myself in the not being funny. I'm the it. least funny one. I just make the most poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that in the future, uh, Tuchus bleaching is, is much easier. Yeah, there's actually a, there's a phaser setting. <laughs> Oh my god, I wonder if you could like set it for like, is it like one of those I've seen on TV things where it like does everything? It's like, you know, kill a guy, stun a guy, trim a heart into your pubic hair, like Julianne's fries, etc. That would be really funny if actually, because you know, we we saw Jordy using his razor one day. Like maybe the normal thing to do is just set your phaser to its lowest setting and just shoot yourself in the face. (laughs) There we go. That's an accident waiting to happen. Set your phaser to goatee. <laughs> I can imagine they've come up with something better than toilet paper right this time, too. Oh, they get the three seashells, just like Demolition Man. Well, that, or three they have seashells? like... What is that again? That's a joke from a movie. Have you ever seen Demolition Man? No. Oh, it's 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 delightfully absurd, but instead of toilet paper, they have the three seashells. It's never explained how they work. That's part oh. of the gag. It's like, it's 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 the most Verhoeven movie that's not made by Verhoeven. Yeah. <laughs> so, some actual thoughts on the episode. This Boy. is bad. This is bad. This is worse. So this is bad. Picard goes to greet the fishmen, right? The something. The Antidians. The Antidians. Can we just call them fish sticks? We can call them yeah. fish sticks. I thought they looked like a freezer-burned Oscar de Grouch. <laughs> See, at first, I didn't even notice that they had eyes oh, yeah. on their head. So I was just looking at them like, where is any of the anatomy? Like, ooh, I see ooh, a facey thing, sort of. I was so confused by them. So here's my problem with them. Everything. Yes, basically. Because they're beamed aboard in this fucking catatonic state. And yet we still have to dress up and greet them. Well, that's it. So Picard knew they were coming in catatonic. Yeah, like they knew, they did their homework on what these things are. So why was he in full dress? Yep, yep, yep. And even if it was just for the sake of ceremony, then shouldn't he have made everyone else be in full dress? But only he was, so that was weird. He just likes doing that. He likes wearing those tights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They stored them in the transporter room as if they hadn't planned to have a guest quarter for them. Yeah, like they had to prep a room for it. It was like, why wasn't this already ready? Again, you weren't apparently surprised by the fact that they weren't conscious. It was only so Solo walks on and would run into them. Yes, and so fucking Worf could keep having a boner for them. Yeah. He was so impressed What a handsome race. And then, like you said, Ames, completely unearned, just so they could try to justify the existence of the episode. Oh, Oh, yeah, also I guess they're terrorists? Alright, bye. That was so stupid. It was like the most throwaway thing. And I actually at first thought that she was going to be wrong, because didn't didn't Troy say that, like, her telepathy shit is actually less correct while she's in... I don't remember, to be I honest. Betazoidopause? I thought, I thought she was, like, notably good at telepathing. Well, that's what she said, but then I thought she said, except at this time, or oh, I don't remember that. something like that. Well, you could be right. I may have made it up. Do you remember if that I was said? Remember. Oh, fuck. Okay, me. I remember Pulaski oh, no, no, no. saying I that the... animals are best when they're being hunted. Or, or hunting. Oh. 
no, I think I think when Troy said that she went went to the except this time must have meant like except obviously Picard's not into her. So oh, oh, okay, maybe okay, unless okay. Picard's lying, Picard is lying. Yeah, no, okay, all right. I thought she meant I thought she meant that it like fuck because you're. You know, it's hormonal and emotional and it would be... Anyway, okay. So I thought... I, yeah, I, went, I, I went to the wrong... Yeah, you're right. I, I think I just, like, read it wrong. But yeah, the Fishmen may have been the most pointless aspect of this pointless episode. Oh, why didn't they just ship them in They should have just shipped them in, like, a big anchovy tin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Well, did it also not appear... Because the, the food that they ate looked like... Just their babies? Like, it looked like herring or something. Like, it did <laughs> not look like... I mean, a lot of their... they're big, so maybe that's the size of plankton esque. Mm. But yeah, I mean, in the you know, I mean, in the ocean, predator fish just eat smaller fish. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's them. That's my. That's my yeah. Opinion. No, I also think it's funny if it's, it's some of their spawn. Oh, I did read that uh, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac played one of them. What? Oh, what go. a waste of Fleetwood Mac! Yeah, you can't recognize which one he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stupid. Also, Worf unnecessarily dips his hands into the vat of fish. Oh, yeah. See Worf doing he that. secretly wanted to taste it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, ah, maybe if I eat some, I'll look like them. He loves them. I liked Wesley being like, you're, you're pretty handsome for a Klingon. <laughs> oh, that didn't come out right. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows Wesley, I love him. Wesley being all racist again. Yeah. Little fuck. Sure. God damn, Wesley And if they first. say racism isn't inborn, so, like, where did he learn that? His mother. Picard. Mm. Oh, his mother. That could be it. Yep. Yeah, his mother hates Klingons. Does she? I don't know. I don't think so. Did they kill her husband? By which I mean Jean-Luc mm. Picard killed her husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, this is... Uh, so, um, also, there's a uh, another uh, guest appearance briefly. Robert O'Reilly, who will later go on to play Gowron. Uh, oh shit! He was in this. Shows up in the holodeck as one of the the goons. Oh yeah, he was. Oh my god, was he the one with the crazy the eyes? Of course, he was one with the crazy eyes. Galran had crazy Fuck eyes. Me. Anybody That's with amazing. crazy eyes on Star Trek, there's like an eighty nine percent chance. Yeah, no, Galran. I didn't notice the crazy eyes. It's the guy that like grabs him by the lapels and like tilts it. Like ah, Dixon, Argh. the heavier guy, or no, no. lanky fella, quite tall. I didn't even notice. Mm, yeah, he'll be a regular, semi regular Klingon later. Yeah. The uh, first time that character appears is also another episode with Kalar. Mm. Oh, <gasps> coming back! Oh yeah, I'm so excited. She's so hot. Okay, sorry. Can we just get on to that episode because that Soon. was so hot? Well, this episode. Uh, yeah. What did I think happened? Did anything happen that I thought was interesting? I'll say no. Nope, fresh out. No, nope, already what, done. What I'm somewhat disappointed by is there was no scene with her macking on Jordy. Who Jordy was in this episode? No, no. but it's weird because they set it up like he Major was. Major Barrett. Yeah. What's her name? Luoxana? Well, I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. Luoxana, I think. Luoxana? Yeah. I think that's how But she it. even specifically says, like, they set it up. I think she, like, I don't think she says his name. I think she, like, gestures no, over her no, face Holm, to be like. Mr. Holm did this. Oh, he like, did he it. Did right, like, right, right. Yeah, he, he covered signified his the, the visor. So they made it seem like there was going to be a scene with her macking on Jordy, but then there wasn't. Jordy would be so awkward about it, too. Yeah, Jordy's probably terrible be into with women. It. He probably when, didn't do it though. When Waxon is hitting on hitting on Worf, Worf's response is, "I am not a man." <laughs> what? What? He's what a, does he mean? He's a Klingon what does human he mean? man. He is a human. That's yeah. what he meant. Yeah, yeah that's what I. That's thought. a terrible way to word that. 
It's very confusing. Maybe he doesn't want to be, you know, shoehorned into the gender play paradigm. Play with ships and bottles as Also, a as we've learned, like, once they fuck, Klingons are mated. And he wouldn't mate. But her. that's what she was going for, so it really... I know, so he really wouldn't know. Out of honor, he would have had to. He wasn't into her. I don't know, um, he seemed a little into her. Because we already know he already likes older Pulaski. ladies. But we know he's into... I know. I want them to yeah. bone also. I just... This is, like, honestly, writing this fan fiction... At some point is going to be the greatest fan fiction because <laughs> I I am finally I will actually no matter write, what characters you get it'll be Pulaski and Worf Bone I will finally write the ball slapping porn we all deserve. <laughs> I also yeah this episode is so ridiculous and over the top and stupid anyway. Mm-hmm. I was kind of half expecting them like as as Lakshana sits down to mac on the holodeck bartender. I was half expecting them to like cut to the outside of the ship and then just hear her go what. <laughs> That'd be very like Disney villain of them. Yeah, but they did I, not do that. I have a question. If Klingons have two dicks, they got four balls. That's not necessarily true. How many balls do you think they got? And as many as they need. It's important. I need to know. Seven. For research. Seven. They actually just have one really big one with ridges. I'm yeah. picturing like two dicks, like kind of side by side, with like boop. Like little balls, <laughs> like just a nice. Or like, like, a, like one of like, I like figure a it looks like a cradle. That's <laughs> 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 a Newton's cradle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wish that was real. <laughs> That's my canon. So Worf has a Newton's cradle in his pants, <laughs> and he's happy to see me. Yes. So, so your suggestion aims is that then that they they start off with the same, but then split. Yeah. Is it too? Oh, interesting. That like my the, assumption. Like the diphylactyl, whatever. The, there's a guy who actually has two dicks, and his dicks sort of do that. Split mm. off from each other? From each other. Well, I mean, so, like, probably, but you can't see it, right? Because the penis actually ends below the surface. Like, what you sure. think of as your penis goes deeper, like, than you can see. Well, it goes deeper, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Still, still better than anything what, from this episode. What do Jake's balls smell like? <laughs> Cinnamon. Uh, why? Why would well, the, the holodeck scene seemed pointless? Pointless. And also, holodeck psychology isn't working anymore. It used to be so good at reading what Picard wanted. I expected because of how much violence was being suggested to him that, that that the whole point of the episode was going to be that it was like a typical holodeck breaking down episode. Like I, oh. I like sort of was kind of like, oh well, if he's in a broken holodeck, why did we have to have that awkward dinner with Loxana? Hmm. Also, I don't know what they were eating, but I wanted to eat it. It was really it was, pretty, and I really liked the chimes. It was um, what was it? It was uh. Tart salad of scrambled eggs. You're gonna get dessert. Looked like a fruit salad and scrambled eggs, but it, it looked like fruit salad, like but like made in like translucent no, there were dumplings or something. Oh. Like it looked to me like dim sum, but with really brightly colored insides that you could see. And I, that is my aesthetic. I would like to eat that. What was mm-hmm. the deal with their stupid space forks? I noticed that too. Because space. At first, I thought they were chopsticks, and then I was like, "No, they're just weird two. They're like oversized shrimp forks." Because future. I know. I was noticing more and more of the the aesthetics of of like the uh, Loaxana's quarters. Like the chairs were a nice shape, and the table was the same table that um, Kalar eventually breaks. But actually, I have a note about that. What? Oh, I was going to wait till we got to that part, but since we're talking about the table now, I might as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to point out a continuity error. Okay. When the glass table is seen in both 
this episode and in Emissary, mm-hmm. before Kalar breaks it, the glass is clearly at least one inch thick. Oh, However, swapped out the after it's broken, the shards are seen to be no more than one quarter inch thick. Maybe, by maybe my she estimation. S- she split it laterally as well when she popped I it. doubt that. I think they switched the table. I don't think she actually broke that giant ass glass table. I'm sure and why are giant- they making tables out of glass Instead anyway? Of transparent aluminum, I was yeah. wondering the same thing. Oh, that's a good or point. plexiglass or some, any kept, other material. Because they kept getting sued because people kept trying to break the glass table <laughs> and breaking their hands instead. And mm. so they were just like, well, we got to fix this. Anyway, yeah, I yeah, did notice that it bothered me a lot. Breakables on the ship always like bothers me. Like you know, the <laughs> Picard like, well, has a cups. million glasses, and Sulu's got his teacup that breaks, and Riley's got his glass that breaks. It's when like guys, the fucking what was it? The second le- level of engineering around the warp core, as we discover, is yeah, easily with shattered. Those glass, glass plate floors. What are we doing? <laughs> like guys, come on. Mm. Well, the transporter floor is clearly like plexiglass or something. Yeah. You know? Because every time they step on it, it warps and causes weird (laughs) reflections. The 1980s version of lens flare. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, I I just uh, this episode. Yeah, it was was literally pointless. There's a lot, so much nothing. Waxon has never seen on a a holodeck before. Apparently not. She's too busy getting dick constantly. Mm. She doesn't need a holodeck for dick. Yeah, and like how they fucking they had to like set that up with her when she first comes in. She's like, oh, Jean Luc, you left this part of the ship so filthy. It's like Waxana. You've been on this ship. You've been on many ships, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm sure. Have you ever walked onto a ship that you had to walk through a outdoor city street? Yeah. And th- and didn't think, well, this is strange. She probably just thinks humans are weird. Maybe. Like, oh, this is where Picard, this is where Jean-Luc must park the flower van. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? There was a flower van outside the, oh. outside the bar. Right. That's Flo- where, that's where. Flowers by Irene. But, like, how could she not have known that was a simulated environment? Or, like, if she didn't even... If she didn't know that that technology was available, she should have been freaking out. Listen, yeah. she was being... She was she was shocked into whatever by just being so horny. She didn't even mm. notice. She didn't have... There was no logic being expended for her to, like, try to figure out. She just needs the D. I think... Picard missed. How many times the did she obvious... bang Rex before she figured it out? Seventeen. Yeah. What's who's Rex? Rex is the bartender. Oh, um, yeah, a lot. I would say a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot of. A lot of scrubbing up the holodeck. These two episodes. <laughs> no, it's like you say. It's like a. It's like an oven. It has like a, a pre. Uh, it has a clean setting. You just beam it all into space. All that space junk. If you know what I mean. God, I that's get, that's get, the get real. All that junk. All that junk inside them. We did this already too, Jamie. Oh, right. Well, I love that song. That, that's that's actually the uh, real reason that so many cultures want to go to war with the Federation. They keep just because plowing the into their jizz at warp nine, and it's like. Poof. I swear, I had another thought, but it's gone now. It's gone forever because there's as anything with this with this show, you want it out of your mind immediately. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> just bad. like water sports. It, just, like, it was. It was. It's so weird because it's not even. Did you just pee? <laughs> <laughs> there are technically episodes that were worse because they were more actively bad, but this was just so much nothing. It just felt like such it was a offen- waste. It was offensively of time. nothing. Yeah, like it's they, like oh, they did that. They crammed uh. like 
two and a half things together and we're like, there. That's an that episode, we guess. Good. Like, oh, here are some fish things. Oh, Waxana wants to fuck. Oh, holodeck. Oh, by the way, bombs. Like, it was it was disjointed. It didn't feel like it was the same episode. The fucking, like you said, the fucking ending with them being assassins was completely not earned. And it was so thrown away. Like, when you said in the last 30 seconds, not literally, but probably literally the last two and a half minutes. Oh, them? Oh, they're going to blow up the conference anyway. Well, glad you thought to mention it. Yeah, like, why the fuck doesn't she ever mention it? She's a, if, if they had beamed them down before her, they would have exploded everything. Well, also, if she had beamed down with them, she would have been blown up as well. Yeah, maybe so, she couldn't read their minds while they were crab cakes. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but she was very matter-of-fact about she it. She was. It wasn't like, dun-dun-dun. No, it was just like, oh, yeah, stupid bitch. Also... I would have not, like, it seems to make, if she did know about that, it maybe it was just a matter-of-fact thing, but I would have taken Picard aside, away from the terrorists, and yeah. said, hey, by the You're way, those they guys. Could, they yeah, could have blown themselves up right there. Exactly, yeah, they I thought blown that up too. Ship. And not only do they not, they go peacefully. They're just like, take them to the brig, and they're like, okay, you got us. Refreshment. <laughs> you're, you're assuming Loxana knows anything about tact or subtlety. She was which... married to a human for a long time. Yeah. And Who worshipped her. And then finally came to his senses and for, broke up with her. And for died? For treating men like... dead? For treating men like... Shuttle. Shuttle? 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 No, he's not dead. So there's there's some weird, right? like, weird shit, too, about, like, when she's... Ta- when she's having a that heart to heart with uh with Troy De- De- Deanna and the, and she's like and and Deanna's like mother I can't I'm doing you're an talking, ac- I'm doing talking, a British accent even though you're Troy's talking accent about is the weird. captain as if he were a commodity <laughs> we don't we we don't own each other anymore oh honey we're gonna have to change that <laughs> yeah when I, you get older you come to your senses. It's like, what? We're going to have ownership? You want slavery? What? Yeah, no, she's fucked. It really is just at the point now where between this and... It's like, I'm beginning to dread any time this woman shows up. And I know we're not done with her. There's a few good episodes with Loxana Troy. Really? There's at least one. Caitlin looked like Taven. Is she, I mean, is she knocked out in the rest of them somehow? Or? <laughs> they no. just gather and leave her somewhere. pretty good DS9 episode. She's probably into that. Gosh, she's a DS9. On. Yeah, well, what was Haven? I don't even remember what Haven was. Haven her first was appearance. Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt Derp. Wyatt Derp. See, I even kind of found Haven amusing, but like, in retrospect, after this episode, it's like, oh, that episode's Haven worse did, now. Haven did the, the poor thing of introducing this character. Yeah. Yeah. I now hear we're Haven is a place on Earth. <laughs> oh, Majel did, did get to talk to herself in this episode, which was kind of Oh, fun. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the computer. the computer. I thought that was funny, too. They very briefly brought back... Well, they didn't actually show them, but they implied that she was following the, like, light panels. Yeah, which is like, oh, shit, they actually do the bring pilot. it up again. And she was amazed by that as well. Yeah. Is she living... Like, is Beta Zoid... Like, Beta Zed? Beta Zed. Is Beta Zed just, like, a fucking wasteland? Like, why... I think they're just too busy fucking all the time. Yeah, Beta Zoids seem like they're 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 trouble. Every time one shows mm. up, there's always trouble. Mm. Or in the case of Deanna, when she shows up, the nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. Guys, I. That's why she's only half. She she's got like the boring half. Other Beta Zeds are like either crazy or 
sexual, but Deanne is just... Or crazy sexual. Or crazy sexual. Yeah, um, she got the, the, the better sides of both human and, and Betazoid, whilst uh, Kalar gets the worst of human and Klingon. Mm. I don't know how she's going to say that having a good sense of humor is a bad thing, though. Except, for a Klingon, though. Well, if you're going to hang around with other Klingons, they're going to be like, fuck you, you're not funny. We're here about battling. I don't know. They appreciated, Go away. They appreciated Riker's Here's humor, the thing. didn't they? I think, I think our view of Klingons on the whole is largely tainted by Worf. <laughs> on because, the whole, tainted. Eh. <laughs> Worf is just so stoic. Exactly. Yeah, he overcompensates. Like, well, if, well so if all the see, other ones are just violent and crazy. See, that's a thing. Like, we, we've only seen sociopathic, megalomaniac Klingons. But Gorkon was alright. Yeah, Gorkon was alright. But, like, a lot of the time in, in the future when we see Klingons, most of the time they're pretty jovial. Mm. They're usually drunk. They're always mm. laughing. They're always singing and, and having wrestling matches and stuff. Like, I feel like Worf... Worf is like a Christian guy that read the Bible and takes it far too literally and just... He's he's like the Amish of the Klingons. <laughs> is really what, what Worf is, well, right? He's I like, mean, whoa, well, I guess we're gonna live a simple life now. Well, again, I mean, as we said in the intro, like, he thinks, well, we fucked, now we're married, so, yeah. Yeah, no, he seems pretty yeah. old-fashioned. Has supposed Worf, to marry before you fuck if you Has can. Worf never had sex then? If you're supposed to marry, if, you, if you've mated? Presumably not. But, like, but he seems to know an awful lot about about the sex he's, he's talked read about a lot of books maybe the hologram yeah. maybe the hollow of sweet doesn't count that that skeletor <coughs> guy Whew. oh gets it every time i was so glad that he gives good head <laughs> uh, i was so glad though it's like, oh look it's that it's that program we've seen before and skeletor was back Yay. with a yes, shitty rubber mask i was so excited i was like all right for that bit of continuity so I guess we've officially moved on to the emissary. Yeah, we've, like, we've yeah. Ha- smoothly segued right nice in. Segue. I will say I was at first a little worried for this episode because Why? it was like because the setup isn't great. Because again, it's like oh, Starfleet's Starf- being weird yeah. and We're not telling you what's going here's on. Here's a really needlessly complicated way to send someone to you they because probably, the episode ran had, short. Had the yeah, episode. they thought it was Okana again. Yeah, like I was just sitting there like, oh god, and this they'd is- run away. Because I was coming fresh off a of manhunt, which was just the worst, and then it's opening in this really shifty way. I'm like, oh no! But then it gets good. It gets pretty good. So the explanation Wait, was start, that... it starts first with the poker game, though. Oh, that's where true. Pulaski was eye fucking war. Yes, like hard. Oh my god, yes. They I are want definitely. Them... Sc- I really want them to fuck. Actually, maybe they aren't screwing now. I don't know. I... Well, maybe handies don't count. They they had a poker game because because Riker volunteered to cook again. Oh God! <laughs> make, another, let's just play, make another let's play omelet. Yeah, let's just play poker. What the hell are they playing for anyway? Chips. Bragging rights. I guess so. Handies from Pulaski. <laughs> oh God. So the the reason she was sent in the in the probe was because it could travel faster than a ship for something. Yeah, it was weird. Was that the idea? It was going warp nine. I thought. Yeah. Well, if a, if but a, ships can go warp nine. If too. a ship is going well, warp was... nine and it shoots something, then that thing's going faster. Uh, relativity. It, it, do, do all those rules just kind of bend to where to whatever the, the episode means? Yeah. I think, also, warp is weird. Yeah, I think I think there's like there'd be like time dilation or something. Like like if you're traveling at like at just short of the speed of light, and then you throw a baseball. 
how fast is that baseball going? I don't think it would actually go faster than light. It would like no, it would in fact come back and smash you in the face because <laughs> you can't throw as hard as light speed. Well, if you're in a vacuum and you're and you are already going almost light speed, right? Meaning, so like be, if I was in a vessel that was traveling at light speed and I threw the well, ball you're traveling at like ninety nine zero zero yeah point nine 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 right just wow. shy and then. So you're traveling and you're in a vacuum. Well, no, if I'm in a vacuum, the ball is only going as fast as I can throw it. Well, no, it's going as fast as you can throw it relative to you, but you're already going the speed of light. So the ball would be going almost the speed of light plus however fast you threw it, which if it would have exceeded the speed of light, what happens? I don't know. I think the universe ends. I think relativity the ball tells touches, us. I don't, yeah, touch balls? Someone who's a physicist can tell us what happens in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, Stephen Hawking died. That's true. He did die. It was a while ago now. It was a few but... weeks, but tis a shame. Because he definitely would know the answer to this question. Future guests are. On this Stephen podcast? Hawking? I wish. No, I'm sorry. So we, we plan to be doing this after death then? Yes. No, yeah, he's an episode of TNG. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so stupid plan aside, and oh, yeah. the so fact that the admiral padding plan, the admiral was missing his com badge. Good, 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 good. Everything else, good character good. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, mostly liked, what it is. I liked Susie Plaxon well enough, even though I didn't care for Selar. I think apparently that uh, Tracy Torme had wanted Selar and Worf to have a romance, so I guess this is kind of like the be- next best thing. I suppose so. Vulcan Pinch is probably pretty hot if you're uh, coming mm. on. Oh, I bet people think it only works on the neck. <laughs> yeah, that does answer our question, though, because remember at the time we were like, what if she just can't do Vulcan or if she's a bad actor? She just can't do Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Well, again, though, it's, it's a very fine line between being a bad actor and acting like you don't have yeah. feels. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I think, I think there's very few people, I think I've probably said this before, but mm-hmm. I think there's very few actors that can pull off Vulcan correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they're, they're, and they're both dead. It was yeah, Mark I, Leonard and it was Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Like, yeah, too many either go too stiff or some let too much emotion in. Yeah. It's like, either way, you're like, wait a minute. I think Zachary Quinto, Quinto. Quinto could do it if he had better writing. Zachary Quinto Beans. If they didn't write him to not be Vulcan, mm. he could probably play a Vulcan. Mm. <laughs> That's true, because he's definitely not. Yeah. I Yeah, I think he could. Yeah. I like Zachary Quinto. Anyway, Spock isn't in this. No. Nor are any Vulcans. No, so. not, a, not a one. Nor even Zach Quinto. It's interesting, though, because... Like, oh, but Oswald from the Drew Carey show was he in was, it. He was, I Yes, Diedrich Bader. He was almost cute. It's weird. It was funny. kind of cute. When I was watching yeah, the episode, for me. he, like, I hadn't really noticed it was him, and then he said something, and I was like, whoa, 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 back the fuck up. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Diedrich Bader. His one Star Trek appearance, according to the internet. This was very much a character piece. Like, I think the last one wanted to be a character piece, but failed miserably because everything about it was so bad. Yeah, because th- 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 you can't just have a character piece. There also has to be, like, a reason for it to exist. Yeah, this like, this cat? one... Here's the black cat. He just let me rub his belly. And he oh. didn't kill me. And he's also not trying he's to kill Chris boy. yet. Like, this one succeeded. Oh, but he's thinking about it. <laughs> this one succeeded, and I know it did, because it didn't even occur to me till like, well after I watched it. Like, wait a minute. They never told us what those Klingons had been doing on a sleeper ship, but I didn't care. If it had been a bad episode, I would have cared. Mm. You know, like, in, when you actually think about it, what the fuck reason could the Klingons possibly have to have a sleeper ship? It would have been really awesome if they actually were just there for scientific be, reasons. Because yeah. yeah. I, I kind of kept waiting for the fact that Kalar was, like, super close-minded to be more of the point. Mm. Because she was so, like... That was her that was her thing from the beginning. It was her thing on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. It's why she broke the shit out of that table. Mm-hmm. 
like, well, also mm. Worf, but like, you know what I mean? She gets all worked up. And actually, I thought they were going to do the business right then and there, because I thought she was just trying to get him worked up so he'd like take her roughly. Mm. Yeah, Kalar's interesting as a character, just because, you know, she's the Klingon envoy emissary. But she clearly has a disdain for Klingons. Yeah, she's which... very self-hating. I think it's because she she lives in that world where she doesn't belong to either side. She's neither human nor Klingon. She doesn't get along with either of them particularly well because she's got the human sense of humor and the Klingon temper. Mm. Well, and also, and as we I'm know, sure men don't find a sense of humor in a woman nice because they want to be the funny one. Well, even though they've been at peace for a while, I'm still there's people who you know give Klingons the side eye even in the 24th century. Mm. And that's I, their last remaining human bias is appearance. Yeah. But, like, I, I felt like it was a bit like, oh, Deanna's trying to, like, oh, yeah, no, we're both sort of torn between worlds. And it's like, yeah, but Deanna, if you really need to, you look exactly like a human. So mm-hmm. while you have some experience that's similar, because, yeah, you are torn between cultures, you can hide in a way she can't. Well, mm-hmm. and also, though, it's like... She's like, her mom is like a queen or something. Like, she's some. Hold, holder she's the, of the, the, the air of. Cup of the, balls. The cupping of balls, yeah. <laughs> the, but like, she's some, she has some, she's an emissary, she's, she's got of, some kind yeah, of status. Kind of, so like, Troy wasn't growing up like normal. She was growing yeah. up like learning how to play the sitar and also some shit and also some shit that they have on Beta Z. Oh, and here's the thing about Troy being able to hide it. Troy can't hide walking into her room and being like, I sense tension because she would not be able to stop, That's true. stop herself from saying stop. that. I sense boners. I, I do like, though, that scene where uh, the show kind of does even make fun of her where she's like, I, oh, yeah, she walks in she's and like, Kalar has just broken the table. You're <laughs> upset. And Kalar's like, oh, did you... Finally, hone Beta Z senses tell you that. Well, that and the broken table. Mm. Nice. Well, what I loved good. about that was as soon as she walked, like right before she walked in or before she delivered that line, I was like, I sense you're upset. <laughs> I feel like I called a lot of her lines actually you in did. this episode. There was a lot of that. I was like, Troy, I could write you. Yeah, Troy's good at her job. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kalar, very, very, and like a good character, like a well written character. A bit perplexing at times. I feel like, interestingly enough, the character of Kalar, I mean, it's she's clearly the prototype for what will eventually become Bilana Torres on Voyager, another half Klingon, half human. Everyone's a fucking hybrid in Star who, uh, who is like trapped between worlds and has that and has the Klingon temper, but the human. I feel like whatever. Though, and I mean, this is very fuzzy because I haven't seen Voyager in a while, but I feel like. Kalar enjoys herself more. Balana just always seems grumpy. Yeah, she is. She's a bit more Klingon in that way, whereas Kalar, personality-wise, is a bit more human. Mm. Yeah, but... But yes, you're right. There's inevitably... So did I miss anything, or was there... Did it explain how she knows Worf? We know that they had some sort of fling six years ago. I don't think they ago. got into it. No, I think they, they just, just yeah. knew each other. Hmm. He I was wonder. probably in the Academy. She was probably... They met on K-Date. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's, 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 the, um, it's the dating website for Klingons on Earth, and there's two members. <laughs> <laughs> there's two members, all right. <laughs> but are there two, two vaginas? There better be. Well, if not, well, one, in the, no, one, one in the 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 one and one of the two. And even exactly. if a full Klingon woman has both, would a half? Anyway. Anyway, here's a question.
Why doesn't Worf have a K name? Like almost all other Klingons, except I think for Mara from TOS, name starts with a K. Mightn't his I think Worf be his last name? Do Klingons have last no. names? No, because Klingons have like a patrilineal name structure. So he's like his descended. last name is Son of Moog. Yeah. Although he is descended like, from like, Colonel uh, Worf. Norwegian. Actually, I don't know if... Yeah, I think Nordic cultures generally do that. Do they still do that? Or is that just why a lot of them are... I don't know. I've, known, I've known people, uh, Icelandic people, who do that. Okay. So you know, you know uh, Half Thor's daughter. I do. Which is a cool name. Yes, yeah, that is a good name. Yeah, uh, we'll see. How we, again, we t- we'll see Gowron eventually. That's a G. Yeah, yeah but we haven't met any yet. True, that's true. Yeah, and no, even they, they Gowron, definitely... even like um, what's his name, Gorkon and Chang have hit are in six, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I think they just ran out of K names. Same, <laughs> same thing with 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 Spock. Vulcans, and like they they ran out of Spock names. Yeah, well, they ran out of S names, and then. The women started having T, T apostrophe yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then Valeris comes along in a year or two. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I would, I would, and I would assume that like the the apostrophes are to denote a stop. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. K-A-L-A-R. 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 That is probably how Vulcan, the Vulcan. Uh, Klingon would pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. They just, they don't bother correcting the humans. What was it? Because uh, they keep fucking Tukuma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't whoever did K. Lars, K. Lars costuming do Troy's? Because Troy is a gorgeous woman, and she's got a frumpy looking ass in those jumpsuits. That's just so, an 80s ass. That's just a typical standard 80s well, ass. Well, it's bad. And whatever they did for K. Lar was way better. Well, and they should be doing that shit for Troy because well, she deserves the best. This is true. But I think, A, I don't think Troy liked... I don't think no, the actress... Li- did, she did costumes. not like her costumes. Of course Rightly she didn't because so. she looked and, awful. And I feel, and I feel like Kalar's was the, even the, the more rough. form-fitting. Like, Kalar's costume, in addition to being the prototype for... The Be- red one or Be- the other one? The red, the red one, one for mm-hmm. Baylana. Her costume was clearly the prototype for Seven of Nine's costume. Say, Seven of Nine. <laughs> uh, not quite because you could fucking read Seven of Nine's lips in that shit they put her in. Oh, you put a a nickel in those pants, you can read the date on it. I distinctly remember like, Jake showing me a promotional image of Seven of Nine and being like, she has so much camel toe I can see like, each labia majora. Like, this is not correct. Yeah, Yeah. it's a terrible outfit. I wasn't... Not if you like pussy... Listen, if you're gonna that be lines. if you're gonna be a Mary Sue, you might as well dress the part. I wasn't super keen on the outfit as a whole, but I did love the little jacket. I thought she looked. Kaylars. Mm. Mm. I loved her fucking eighties workout. Oh no, space with the gear, spiky shoulder pad. With the pad. fucking pink leopard print or whatever it was. What did you zebra? What did you think of the hand breaking ritual? Oh, the the the, the skin pushing yeah. her. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, I thought it was hot as hell, but you probably shouldn't ask me. I mean, that's just a thing, right? I think mm-hmm. the director came up with it on the spot or something. Oh, well. And, and, she, and that was her actual plus. <laughs> the, yes, the actress broke yeah, her I mean, hand and they had to work it in. I don't think the director would have come up with that on the spot unless they already had the fake blood available. I imagine. Not on the spot, but, you know, when they were working the, uh, the episode. And like, I, I also feel she, like... She didn't, he didn't actually break her hand. just made her cut yeah, her skin. Yeah, he just, like, dug her nails into her palm. Yeah, her nails were breaking her skin, but not her actual bones, I don't think. I do feel like, though, getting us some fake blood packs to have the actress squeeze wouldn't be too hard to come That's up with. That's probably on a, true. You know, a, a studio set. 
So we, we've compared Kalar a lot to Diana and this and that. What I will say is, again, like... And to Bella. Again, Diana and this woman had some really good chemistry. I feel like Marina Sirtis ends up having a lot of good chemistry with guest stars. Because her and Wyatt had good chemistry. Her and what was the 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 ambassador with the chorus? Oh, yeah. They had a really good thing going on. Oh, they should have fucked. Like, I mean, they did, but she should have <laughs> definitely fucked Killar. But like, it's just it's just funny. It's like, goddamn, like all these people that probably should have hung around more because they worked way better than her and fucking Riker ever did. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting, right? Because this episode, I think we all agree, this was a superior episode to. First one. Oh Christ! Oh, yes. Yes. Leaps and bounds. But warp nine. Like a lot less happens in this episode. Like it's more like this is a much more. Well, it's another. It's another. Plot. It's a. It's also a thinky one where you kind of think like, there's a Klingon ship that's going to come out of Cryo. What are they going to do? That's kind of your motive instead of Major Barrett's on set. We got to find something for her to do. I mean, honestly, well, I couldn't also, have cared less. I just wanted to see who was actually going to fuck Kalar. <laughs> yeah, but also like the um, Jordy, the, the the Klingon plot, the Klingon ship plot. I mean, that's that's almost it's almost as bad from a writing and development perspective as the Fishmen because bad. I don't think it was no bad. because here's the thing, right? They spend this whole episode going through just arguing. Kalar, it can't be done. We have to blow them up. Picard, no, we'll find a way. We have to find a way. And then only to be solved at the very last minute. By Worf. By Worf. Like no one else could have come up with that? Pulling it out of his ass. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I still have my Commander Krug Halloween costume in my quarters. Mm. Because that totally was just Christopher Lloyd's costume from 3. It had to be. Even the friggin' like traveling cloak he wears on Genesis. Yeah, I think it, if not the whole, if not the whole costume, at least that part. I'm, I'm pretty sure even like I don't I think, think he, most well, of the I don't think anything yeah, from Christopher Lloyd's costume rack could fit Michael Dorn. That's a good not. point. Uh, Michael Dorn's a much bigger guy, but I think I don't know. I would I would guess that the cloak at least the cloak's definitely. It was Christopher like a Johnny. Lloyd's. It didn't actually close in the back. <laughs> mm, that's why I have a cloak. But it could be a, it could be like Christopher Lloyd's cloak. But then like who knows? Maybe it was uh, Moltz's. It was definitely a Star Trek Three costume. I know that much. Well, they were all Star Trek Three Klingons. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I was thinking that it would have yeah. been like retrofitted. Well, and of course, well, Star Trek Three costumes, and yet again, <laughs> there's that fucking the motion picture stock footage. Mm. You know, this time they added phasers to it. <laughs> Someday they will make some new Klingon footage for this fucking well, show. Why fix what's not broken? Well, now? I mean, they have. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fine, because they also, they're also showing a ship that needs to be very old. That's true. Yeah, In this case, it's true. a little less Like, they could have used a bird of prey, but that, I mean, I guess even, because crew would have happened by the time these guys left, right? Oh, yeah. So, they had birds of prey. It's interesting that they chose to go with the, the D7 or whatever. Yeah. Going well, with D, all right. <laughs> D2, if you know what I mean. But, um. I don't. Could you clarify? Two Ds. Oh, thank you. So my my note, which I have a note here that clearly started off as a joke from the holodeck scene. Oh, so this is almost Klingon porn starts, right? Next note. Oh. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. I liked the hand smelling they were doing. I'm assuming that's like a pheromone thing. Probably. And I like they wanted to bite it. Yeah. I was waiting for that to happen, yeah. I thought that was gonna happen also. Yeah. I, I just really I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked the high sexual tension of this episode that the there last so episode much didn't have at all. Somehow, somehow didn't have. Any. Despite those dresses. Yeah. Oh, but sorry, Jake, we got a little off your point. 
But yeah, it's like I kind of said earlier, like, it both want to be character pieces, mm. which makes the sort of main thrust technically <laughs> um, not really the point. Mm. But because this one was a successful character piece, it's easier to kind of go, eh. Yeah, plus they have to succeed somewhere, right? And the, the, the last episode failed in every way. Yeah, yeah. plus the Klingon thing at least was threaded throughout. Mm. And even if it was just sort of incidental, it's better than the Fishmen. We're there the whole time, and there's out of nowhere, oh, they're evil. It's like, what? what, what? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily evil. There could have been a good reason for it. All right, they're assassins. Oh. They're the heroes in their own story, I'm yeah. sure. But like this, at least, you know, it doesn't... Yeah, I think I think the plot of the emissary made made a lot of sense, just, you know, even if they're just using it as a... Oh, yeah, a, it made... A Worf and Kalar story. Yeah, but it was, again, it, it wasn't was only It wasn't only a Worf and Kalar story. It was a Worf and Kalar story with a background. Yeah. That's true. And they, But they did spend a lot of time in that lab area yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. Made, in the end made no difference. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Data didn't Data wind up helping with this one as well? Because he, he was the cock the, the he was the chauffeur. block in uh yeah, yeah. He's been the chauffeur in both <laughs> episodes. Holy shit. You mean chaperone? What, what oh, did, chaperone is correct. That's true. What yeah. did you say? I what said chauffeur. chauffeur. Oh yeah, yeah. I agreed with you too. I was like, yeah, he was driving everybody around. <laughs> Crazy. Beep, beep. He he drove that the that flower van right over there. That's why he had to go get dressed. <laughs> but like, yeah, no. So I like five minutes to drive a flower van for a striker. Hold. <laughs> oh god, that was maybe the one highlight in that episode. Data was so excited to put on an old suit again. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Sorry, yeah, back to the episode. That and the brown star. So you got to tell them about got to tell them about brown stars. That's right. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny that like Data keeps being the go to cock blocker. Yeah. Well, because that's his that's his perfect job, right? Yeah. Like, mm. especially I know, but you feel he's... bad for him because he doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, no, or I feel so bad for him because he doesn't understand. Like, oh, he understands cock. No, I mean I know that, but he doesn't understand. Like people Why? aren't actually interested in used. his company. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the audience that laughs at his bad fucking jokes. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like it's necessary when you talk about that. Episode. Yeah, yeah, you, have to do to the do arm the, you gotta do it. Yeah, I totally. don't do it as well as he does, but no, he was he was, great. He was perfect. Can we just talk about data for the rest of the episode? Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> Barely yeah. in this one. I know. Yeah, that's true. Seriously, she should have got some dick from him. He wouldn't try to marry her. Well, I don't know. Actually, he's still <laughs> he still got one for Tasha. Jordy yeah. does briefly show up in the emissary. That's true. To uh, be like, oh yeah, these old cloaks had this exploit. Yeah. Something about gamma waves or something. I wonder. Wonder what? I wonder if Lavar was busy or they just didn't have anything for him to do. Yeah, so when did Reading Rainbow start? I think they overlapped a little yeah, bit. Probably maybe he had some maybe had They had definitely some overlapped because I, there was an episode of Reading Rainbow where he did a tour of the set oh, of cool. TNG. Cool. We should watch that. Oh, That's a good 10 that. forward. Yeah. I Is like that a Reading good Rainbow. 10 forward? Yes. Yeah, it's like, that was a good tour. Yep, episode over. <laughs> Um, whatever we can discuss whatever book he reads we could do it we could do a ten forward on various behind the scenes oh there we go that would be fun um, I think we would just end up recounting what happened in the in the episode, and it wouldn't be interesting. That's, and then you'd make a brown eye joke, and then we'd close the show. That's true. <laughs> You're right; it's perfect. <laughs> it's basically, um, what we do every week. I found the equation. That's what we do every week, Pinky. So at the end, you know, Chief O'Brien leaves Worf to beam her out, and I just want his last line. Oh, uh, sorry. Before I go, could could you just clean up when you leave? Mm. Thanks. Thanks. Or beam it into space. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true. It's on the transporter pad. Beam it into the sun. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> they send they send Kalar to the Klingon ship mm-hmm. to 
clean them up and tell them how how get the them ready. Works. Yeah, she's a she's a half Klingon, half human who already has said like her human aspect makes Klingons not like her very. You much. know, she's gonna die. They're gonna to murder the cut crap out of her. Yeah, she's dead. That's no. sad. Well, she comes back. Well, she's I know, but it episode. feels like they were basically. I was just thinking that they sent her idea. to like. I'm sure they'll death. send data. She'll manage sure to blend fine. in. Yeah, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she she takes Klingons off guard. I would like sort of like what she does with Worf. Like they probably just don't know how to deal with her. No, these Klingons do know how to deal with her. They're gonna bang, fucking bang. fire her out of the fucking, you know. Fuck! Airlock? No, the... Torpedo tube? Torpedo. Yeah, the toilet. Down the toilet. No, no, hold on. They have phasers, and they have the other thing. Torpedoes? They actually just torpedoes? Yes. Yeah. photon torpedoes. Photon! That's what I was trying to think of. Guys, the words are not coming to They me. eventually have quantum torpedoes. Ooh, they should Ooh, do that. So many torpedoes. <clears throat> Shoot her out of a tornado... Tornado? Torpedo bag. What is happening? So many oh. things. I had a question about the timeline with the whole Kalar thing. When did Klingons and the Federation ally up? Because if she's half and half, then it's got to be at least earlier than her birth. Well, after... That's true. I mean, I guess... Well, here's the thing about Klingons as well. We don't know how old she is. Mm. Because mm. they age very, they age to maturity very fast. Oh, do they? They're not like Vulcans who go slower. I don't know. Vulcans, or Vulcans live long. Vulcans very live long and, and prosper. <laughs> Klingons are very long lived too, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. But you're but saying that they, but they reach adulthood quicker. Are all still around by DS9. Right. So, like, what you're saying is, if like not Kodos, they make Kodos eat. is a totally different guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Koloth. Koloth. I can't wait for him to come back. I'm so excited. Um, but so, like, when you say mature quickly, so it's like in five years they look 20 and human, but they're still five? Is that what you mean? Like that? Well, yeah. So there's a character, I won't spoil it, but there is a character who we see in TNG as a young child, no older than five. And then in DS9, <clears throat> he comes back and is a full grown adult. Is a full grown adult. Is he hot? And, no, he's kind of a pissant. <laughs> He'd still be hot. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, and the, and those are and they should only be probably six years apart at most between hmm. the time. Yeah, they, oh, I see. At his youngest for. and his oldest, and but the actor, but they've re- obviously replaced the actor, and the older actor is much older than the younger actor. Yes, I mean the other problem is there's just so much at this point that hasn't been established because of course Star Trek Six hasn't even come out. Mm. So right now it's we don't really... know they bleed purple yet. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. When she cut her hand, it was red. Yeah, Maybe human. hand hand blood is red. Mm. <laughs> half human. But yeah, no, it's like, I think it'll eventually end up being the case that they will have been allies for several decades at this point. Like, stuff starts to kind of get a bit better after six. Yeah, six is like detente. Yeah, but then when we get to yesterday's Enterprise, that firms up some dates. Yeah, and that, yeah, (coughs) but we know, but we know that it's even, it's always kind of a shaky yeah relationship no matter what yeah yeah and they're still not i i still don't i still cringe at the term allies yeah which, because they're really not i mean they're just they're that eventually goes they away. have an uneasy yeah. piece yeah there's like a there's it's an easy understanding enough that, that you know they've handed wharf off to some humans well no it, no it was because humans rescued res- him? rescued him okay, i don't know the, the backstory yeah. yet. So. in short the backstory is he was a child at a, a klingon colony 
Kittimer, which was attacked, this, presumably the, the same, same Kittimer yeah. that's in Star Trek Six, that's attacked by Romulans and Fuck the Federation. Back. The Federation rescues the Klingon survivors, and Worf is among them and is raised by humans. But if there are other survivors, why wouldn't I don't be think there by... I, there were actually there was only one survivor of record. There's well. I don't want to spoil things. When do we learn this? How soon? In the next couple of seasons. Right, it's a, it's a storyline it. that reveals it. itself kind of over time. No, no, no. Don't spoil it. All, All right. right. I'll wait. I can be cool. patient. I feel like the biggest drop on that is like between season four and five of TNG, I think. Worf is his own grandma. <laughs> Just like Fry. Fry. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we have to say about these two episodes. I think we all agree we had one stinker. Oh, goodness, yes. And one okay. Pretty good, actually. I, yeah, it's actually, all right. Like, yeah. Kind, 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 all right. Kind, well, not like, not like not lilac. Like a, not not but a like fine Klingon musk. Sort of cinnamony like Jake's fine, balls. Fine yeah. Klingon wrist musk. Well, anyway, so we're going to wrap this one up. Next time on A Star to Steer Her By, we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be closing out season two. Woo! Yeah, I mean, season three is, I think, traditionally, a lot of fans agree that season three is sort of where the show starts to become more consistent. Certainly, we get better uniforms. We get better uniforms. There's some really good stuff in season three. Season three ends fantastically, and, um... (laughs) Yeah, no, it's... Oh, no, season three, sorry, they were saying season two. Oh, yeah, two. well, season two also ends fantastically. And how does it end, you ask? Let me tell you. The final two episodes of season two that we'll be discussing next week are Peak Performance War Games. Last time we played War Games on Star Trek, remember the... The M- ultimate computer. The ultimate yeah. computer, the M5 or whatever it was. Was that the M5? Yeah. The yeah. M5, Daystrom, he freaked out. out. So, War Games, they always go well. We'll see what happens next Destroyed time. at least one of their 12 Constitution-class starships. Yep. And uh, and then the final episode... Jake's uh, favorite. F- yeah. The famous, the infamous... The long-anticipated... Long-anticipated Shades O' Grey... Shades of Grey. Hot. Are there 50 of them? I, th- there's at least, at least. We'll discuss how many Shades of Grey next week on A Star to Steer Her By. Until then, be sure to find us online at Facebook.com. Are we still on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Facebook's still around. Are they still around? Are so they going to still be around by the time this episode is released? We got all our info already. It's fine. Okay. Good. I mean, it's going up this week, so... Oh, all right. So presumably Mark Zuckerberg... There's been a lot of Mark Zuckerberg As data, data, data memes. Oh, my God. Too there, many. Those, are, those yes. are doing pretty good. The meme markets are a, a flutter with... Data is uh, infinitely more sexy, though. Yeah, but... I mean, yes. Yeah, I do love the... the not just the data memes, but the Mark Zuckerberg robot... <laughs> joke so anyway uh so yes we will uh be talking about those episodes uh what am i fucking losing my train of thought here about? we're on facebook oh we're on facebook yeah so find us on facebook while it's still there if you're still there if you are you're a sucker um <laughs> Berg. But, but if not um Nailed if it. you're not on facebook like a sane person you can find us on really you shouldn't be on any social network but whatever man <laughs> find us on twitter we're named there sshb podcast and also on Tumblr, SSHB podcast there as well, I think. Yes. 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 How many times have you done this outro um, Of course, you can always listen to our podcast at SoundCloud. And we there, just search for Star to Steer Her By, a podcast. You can also find us on Apple and iTunes and Google Tunes. Possibly the same thing. Google iTunes. Tunes, mm-hmm. Google, Google Tunes, Google, 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 Google. Ask. Oh, I wonder. Hold on a second. I want to try this out. Uh, hang on. 
Okay, Google. A star to steer her by podcast. Here's what I found. Yeah, there you go. She found us? If, uh, she found us. It comes up with our SoundCloud and our... I don't know, and then some other shit that's irrelevant. But yeah, the first listing <laughs> for I Started Steer Her by podcast, as <laughs> Google interpreted that I said, is uh, our SoundCloud. So that's cool. We're so famous, even Google misinterpretation finds us. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. So yeah, uh, definitely do all that. Uh, I think we also have other things. To, uh, I f- Whatever, just f- f- you're listening to us now. If you want to continue listening to us, go to the same place. You found us to listen to us this time. And also, tell your friends about us so that they will listen as well. You can tell them about such classic jokes as brown eye. Fisting. Fisting. And... Poop uh, in the butt. Poop in the butt. Poop in the butt. Yeah. Uh, And also, sometimes we discuss Star Trek stuff. This is our clip show. Uh, (laughs) We should do a clip show because we have so much... Wrap it up. Wrap it all up. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm wrapping up now. So anyway, that's all the stuff. That's the normal uh, cautery of announcements so without further ado my name is jake this has been chris this has been ames and this is always caitlin hey baby i hear the blues are calling good night jesus christ good night seattle